What's up, ambitious listeners? It's the host, Dylan Price, here. Um, I hope everyone's doing well, and I just wanted to remind everybody that you can head over to @ambitiouspodcast on Instagram to check us out for our social media content. We post some opinion-based stuff, um, information about the episodes, behind-the-scenes stuff before everything comes out. And we just released this week, before it became official, the new Ambitious logo. I hope everyone likes it. I hope everyone has had a phenomenal weekend. And I hope you enjoyed this week's episode, which is a little bit different. There's three of us, me, Brandon, and Adam. You'll get to hear a bunch of different discussions and topics. It's a really fun, little wild episode that I hope everyone enjoys. And I'll be back here next week for another episode of Ambitious. Yo, what is up? Welcome to Ambitious. My name is Dylan Price. On today's episode, we have Adam returning for a third time and Brandon Mancroney joining him. So this is going to be kind of like a panel type episode. We're going to talk about a couple different things, uh, a big sports discussion. So start on, or starting first, Adam, Brandon, how are you guys doing? Yeah, I'm great. Definitely better than Adam right now. <laughs> All right, so kind of starting with how NBA free agency wrapped up with a bombshell. Paul George and Kawhi Leonard joining up in LA on the Clippers. Did anybody see that coming? I saw that coming with Kawhi for sure. It was definitely a Los Angeles team or maybe going back to Toronto. It's definitely between, you know, those three teams. But the fact that they got Paul George like a couple minutes after that, that was that was crazy. I don't think anybody saw that one coming. Apparently, within the league, a lot of people thought Paul George and Westbrook did not get along at all. But then all of a sudden, the bombshell happens and everything went crazy. How realistic do you guys think the Clippers are as contenders next season? I mean, now they have the NBA. They have a bunch of duos. And I think uh, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard will fit very, very well together. So I think they have a, a real chance to be very good next year. Brandon, what do you feel the Clippers are going to be able to do this season? Definitely a championship contender because if you think about it, they, got, they added two new superstars that are both good on offense and defense. And one of them, you know, was like third place in the MVP voting. If you didn't forget about my man Paul George, you still have the returning sixth man of the year going back to back, Mr. Lou Williams, and you still got – you still you sign players like Patrick Beverly. So this team this team is set with a good coach too, Mr. Doc Rivers, my boy. So another big I guess there was a couple duos that formed throughout free agency, but another big bombshell one was in Brooklyn with Kevin Durant teaming up with Kyrie Irving. How do you guys feel they're gonna fit together and when they ultimately play together when Durant returns? To be honest. I don't really see them mixing well together. They're both two players that are both ball dominant. And I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to get mad or anything because like Kyrie left my Celtics, but the Kyrie Kyrie's going to get that mentality with KD gone next season, that this is his team. And when KD returns from injury, we obviously know that KD's better than Kyrie. So it's just, I feel like the ego for both players might get in the way, but they might not because they're also really good friends and, possibly work it out 
I don't think Kyrie is going to be able to do anything with this team this year because they have no talent on that team, and he didn't. He really couldn't do anything Stop with playing. Boston Stop this year. Playing. Had a bunch. Stop. They They do have talent. You're wrong there, Adam. They have um, Spencer Dinwiddie. They have Levert. They are going to have DeAndre Jordan, Kyrie Irving. They have good depth all around. They're a good team. My man, Joe Harris, Mr. Three-Point Contest winner. But Brooklyn is set to have depth. I don't think – they'll be able to make a run even if they do make the postseason this year until Durant returns. Yeah. When Durant returns, that team's going to be at a different level. How the two play together is going to be a a thing to watch because, as you said, Brandon, they're both ball dominant. They both are – have pretty big egos and haven't been the best with other – players in the past and maybe it'll neutralize and cancel out and they'll work well together or maybe it'll be the opposite and it'll be a train wreck but kind of shifting gears a little when adam you were last on the show we talked about for i guess the second to last time before it happened um anthony davis potentially going to la it finally happened and i want to know in your opinion after the trade now being over do you think the Pelicans walked out as the winners of that trade or the Lakers did? Going into this season, definitely the Lakers, but because now they have two superstars before the future, definitely has to be New Orleans because they got three very young guys that will be set for the future, and now they have Zion. So, and I say in like five years, they're going to be championship con- contenders. Definitely. Now, Brandon, how did you feel about the Pelicans and the Lakers trade? We all knew it was going to happen. But what Adam said really, really said, he, he said it almost perfectly. Right now, the winner is definitely Lakers. They got, you know, the top top five player in the league, one of the best power forwards in the league right now. Um, that's all the Lakers got, actually, LOL. But if you want to go <laughs> on the Pelicans side, you know, what Adam said, young assets that are – forming to be decent players. They got a couple draft picks, although it was only like two, I think, not that many, but still a draft pick is a draft pick. And not to mention how they added, you know, Zion Williamson, the next president of the United States. They're definitely <laughs> Now, the one thing about that trade that, as a Lakers fan, I didn't like is, as you guys touched on, was the draft picks. They gave up a lot of picks. And – Although I think it had to happen for LeBron to be happy and for everything to run smooth for them to get Anthony Davis. But for the long haul, they don't have, aside from Davis and Kuzma, a ton of depth on the team. And whatever depth they did have behind Lonzo, Hart, and Ingram, oh, they traded away to get cap space to sign my guy Danny Green, who, you know, was probably just trying to go where Kawhi went and got a mixed message. Or Boogie Cousins, who is not even who he used to be. He's just a big name. So they did kind of tear apart that roster to make LeBron happy, and it's a dangerous move to make because in three years, LeBron's going to be gone. I, Unless he signs like a one- or two-year deal, he's not the long-term plan. And how him and Anthony Davis play together this year probably will result in whether or not Davis gets a contract extension, but it seems like that's going to be the way it goes. But – as the Pelicans just proved, 
Davis being the key piece for the future didn't work because even if they did make the playoffs, they were out early consistently, as Adam can attest to. So although I like the trade for the Lakers, I agree with you guys that the Pelicans for the long haul definitely won. Although I still think Lonzo is a bust, and I can now say that with confidence now that he's out of L.A. So kind of going from basketball to football here, I want to know who you guys think the team is this year. The team that is the contender, the clear-cut favorite to win the Super Bowl. I mean, you can go with the Browns because they got all those added players. Stop but you, no, I'm not going to – that's not who I'm saying. Right? Right. I, think it, I think it has to be the Chiefs if Tyreek Hill comes back from what was going on in the offseason. It's either the Chiefs or Patriots, I'm going to have to say. Brandon, what about you? I think you're forgetting about one of the teams that, honestly, for me, came out of nowhere, the Indianapolis Colts. You're talking about a team that already went to the playoffs and then had the number one cap space in the league, added new assets, got some nice draft picks, and they're – I got to say, they're – I was thinking more like Chiefs, Colts in the um, in the conference finals for the NFL, for the AFC side, LOL. So <laughs> I kind of agree with you on that, Brandon. The Colts are better set for this year and for the long haul. They have a good young core and Andrew Luck, who having to deal with a new coach and coming off a year with injuries still was probably the second best quarterback in football last season to Patrick Mahomes. The chiefs have a lot of questions, how they'll operate um, in potential of Tyreek getting suspended, which it doesn't look like it'll happen. Um, some adjustments happening, still having to deal with life beyond Kareem Hunt. Um, Eric Berry's not going to be there anymore. He was a veteran leader in that defense. There's a couple questions there. And will Mahomes be able to kind of replicate his success or was he a one-time wonder are all the kind of headlines with them. And it's too many questions. The Colts feel like a safe option for me in the AFC side, and you can never count out the Patriots. But on the NFC side, I think everybody's forgetting about the Saints. The Saints were a blown call away from reaching the Super Bowl that they could have probably given a better run for the money than the Rams did and are probably set for this year and next year to be strong contenders consistently. You know what I got coming out of the NFC? Who? The Giants. <laughs> no, I mean, <laughs> Yo, trust me. <laughs> That's uh, not a bad tie-in, though. You know, it's a toss-up between, I hate to say it, but the Cowboys, I think, could maybe make it. Um, Definitely the Saints are also a toss-up. And I think even the Eagles, too, could be a – Toss up. So it's definitely, definitely the Cowboys. NFC is definitely more open than the AFC. I'll put it like that. The Cowboys are a young, they're kind of similar to the Colts, but like the Walmart version of the Colts. Dak Prescott is definitely not as good of a quarterback as Andrew Luck, and Ezekiel Elliott is kind of the key piece they, in that offense. They trashed. What do you have to say, Adam? He's the Walmart version of Saquon. Well, He's Walmart version of Saquon. The Cowboys aren't due to That's all I got to say. Cowboys they doo-doo. have a good roster. They have a good young talent. They could make a run this year. 
Yeah, they brought in. They brought he in Grandpa Witten, all right? That guy's going to do nothing. Mark my words. He'll break it on the first snap. No, With that said, though, the Cowboys and Saints do look out to me as two good contenders. But the Rams are a team, though, that I don't think is going to have as much success as they had last year, mainly due in part to everything with Todd Gurley. So I do want to know, in either of your opinions, whoever wants to talk about this, how big of an impact will Todd Gurley's issues with arthritis and whatever other knee issues he has have an impact on the overall success of the Rams this year? A lot. You're talking about somebody that and contention of an MVP, Offensive Player of the Year, I yeah. should say. And, you know, he ended up slowing down in the playoffs, and sure enough, they only scored three points in the Super Bowl when, you know, that matters the most. And uh, what was their back? It was like Tim Anderson or something had to come up and come in clutch. C.J. Anderson, yeah. C.J. yeah, that's close enough. He had to come in clutch for the NFC Championship game. So it's just – it's – it's going to definitely play a big role because Jared Goff's nowhere – I mean, I'm not going to say nowhere near a good quarterback, but he's, he's definitely decent. But he's not nowhere near, you know, a championship or Super Bowl MVP quarterback. Adam, how big of a thing? Yeah, yeah I agree. Yeah, I agree completely with Brandon. Like, he, he was an MVP candidate. And, I mean, you're talking about a top three running back undoubtedly last year in the NFL. And he – Jared Goff is definitely not the quarterback he, like, was last year without him because Todd Gurley gave him confidence while throwing. If you can give Todd Gurley the ball and he'll he'll get up yards. If you give him the ball every down, he'll go up the field and score a touchdown. And that gave Jared Goff confidence to throw the ball because he knew he had him right in his pocket. I completely That's what agree my with take both of those is. sides. And I did mention before about the Giants that it was a good tie-in because one question I did want to ask, Adam, how do you feel about Daniel Jones potentially leading the helm for the long haul in New York? I mean, we're not going to talk about the draft because <laughs> we picked him way early, but – I mean, we everybody – we don't really know what this kid's going to do. I mean, he wasn't the best quarterback in college, but, again, he played for Duke, which is a basketball team, not a football team. There was no talent around him. So, we really don't know what he's going to do in the NFL. I would have to watch a game and see what he does because I really I, – I, I really don't know what he's going to do. I just have to – Watch and see. Now, the one thing that strikes me with Daniel Jones is the Manning kind of background. I mean, their head coach at Duke was very connected with Peyton and Eli in the past. And I think that Jones will have a good fit in that sense. But I don't think, as you said, he was the best player for them to pick at that spot. And we've already talked about this before, so I won't touch on it too much. If your opinion. So I do want to try to. I guess, spark a little bit of debate here. Who do you guys think is the most overrated team or player in the NFL at this moment? Hmm. I'm still thinking, buddy. You got to go Brandon, first. Brandon, you go first. Do you guys want me to go first? I'm still go ahead. All right. So for yeah, me, go first. the Cleveland Browns, because there's so much turmoil in – the past with those players. Jarvis Landry had problems in Miami that led him to end up in Cleveland. Um, Odell was a basket case in New York. 
and Baker is Baker, and he's going to be crazy pretty much wherever he goes, but he's still a talented player. On paper, they're all talented and could mesh well together. And I think that those three and their dynamic offensive ability and getting having Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt coming back, the offense is going to be good. The defense is solid. But you have a new head coach in Freddie Kitchens who is kind of just going to be, I think, able to be walked all over. I think there's already a little bit of unrest because of Odell not really showing up for OTAs or any of the voluntary workouts. I think that there's a lot more pressure on them than they realize this season to succeed as well. And I don't think they're going to have as good of a season as people think. With that said, I think they could still make the playoffs and I wouldn't count them out for that as at all, but I don't think they're going to have as good of a season as people think. Yeah. I, next? Yeah. No. Next. I'll agree with you. Yeah, that's because you know you're adding you added a couple big big names to the team, and you know like what you said, I see them probably making the playoffs, winning their division, and then getting eliminated by some wild card team. So, who is yeah, whoever yeah, wants yeah. to go next is your most overrated player or team? Uh, well, overrated player. I mean, this is a common one, but it's obviously Kirk Cousins. Um, I knew that he was – when he got paid that much money to go to Minnesota, I knew it wasn't good because I've watched him play against the Giants many of times, and I've never seen – I never – he's never struck me as a franchise quarterback. He's just been average his whole career so far. And last year proved it. I mean, he was – in my opinion, he was one of the worst quarterbacks last year, and he got paid all that money to replace Case Keenum, which I think Case Keenum is a better – well, not career-wise, but, like, last year and the year before that, he was a better quarterback than, than him. And he didn't really do anything for that team. He he didn't bring them past – what was it, the second round of the playoffs, first round of the playoffs? No, the Vikings didn't. They didn't even the make the playoffs, did they? They didn't even make the playoffs last year. That's how overrated this guy is. Maybe he can prove himself this year, but – that's who my overrated player yeah. is. I mean, I'm still having a hard time trying to pick just one player exactly. Adam does bring up a good point because when I think of, like, uh, assets that he has, you're talking about Stefan Diggs and uh, the white the white receiver. like Adam, Adam Thielen. Yeah, I was going to mess up the last time, so I didn't want to say it. And he also got a great tight end in Kyle Rudolph. So, like, he's definitely got good assets, but – he might he might be the one of the overrated players, definitely in the league. And you know he just got banked, just got the bank. So that's not the best move in the Vikings' favor. I hate to be saying this, and I think I'm gonna catch a little bit of slack on this one, but I think right now at this moment, Mahomes is a little bit more overrated than people are thinking. I love Mahomes. I think he is at this moment. At this moment, he is still an absolutely phenomenal quarterback, and he could absolutely prove me wrong this season. But I think people are thinking he's like the god and savior of football and that he's the next Brady already. He had one phenomenal season. If he comes out of the gate right away and continues his success, I'll shut up entirely. And he's definitely not my most overrated player, but he's just someone, to give an example, that's a little bit overhyped right now. And he, had, he deserves the hype, but it's one season and it's a little bit too soon for people that are hyping him up and saying, oh, my God, he's going to be a Hall of Famer. 
I'm not saying that he's not going to have a good season and that he's not one of the best players already in football. I'm just saying that people saying that he could already be a Hall of Fame candidate is a little bit too extreme. Does anybody have another overrated person or team they want to bring up before I kind of transition? Um, well, I have one. It's uh, Jared Goff. When uh, Todd Gurley did not play in the playoffs, he was not the quarterback he was in the regular season. And if you lose players like a running back, you're still – your team wants you to play like you did all season long without him. And he did not – He the Super Bowl he played horrendous because he didn't have Todd Gurley. In the, in the Saints game, he did not play very well because he didn't have Todd Gurley. And that's just – those are just examples of why he's – Overrated. He did have a great season last year, but that was his only good season in the NFL. So that's just now, my point of I view. I do agree it. with you on that. And before I transition to the next segment, I do want to drop Lamar Jackson as another person who's overrated, but I've smashed him and smeared him so much on this podcast that I won't go into him because Lamar, if you're somehow listening to this, I would love to have you on Ambitious to talk to you. Now, transitioning to the next thing. Anyways, um, transitioning to the next thing, same kind of question, but in the NBA, who do you think is coming out of free agency the most overrated or player or team in the NBA? I mean, I'd probably say Brooklyn just because he's injured at the moment. Adam? I the Rockets, I guess. I don't know. You guys, they got two ball dominant players, and they're I don't know maybe because they know they've known each other since high school. They played with each other, but I don't know how their how their personalities and stuff are gonna react with each other. But they they can prove everybody wrong on the court. The one just kind of thing that sits out to me is kind of the Raptors. They still have when I look at like power rankings and everything, they're still in the top 10 in people's eyes. as like a team that could still make some noise this year. But something that sticks out to me is Pascal Siakam is still, I think a year off from being a, still a big name player. Kyle Lowry's coming off surgery. He's going to be rehabbing and not going to be 110% of what he was in the finals and the playoffs. Marcus all um, Serge Ibaka are coming back, but they're still veterans. They're not young dynamic players and they didn't get anything for Kawhi. They let him go to free agency other than a ring, which is a big thing, but they didn't get any assets for the future. So although their team president, Masai Yuriji is very brilliant and could pull off another crazy move like he did with Kawhi and maybe could do it in a year or two for Giannis or somebody and make some crazy move. At this moment, I think the Raptors are overrated coming off a championship because they don't have anybody who sticks out to me that could kind of fill the presence that Kawhi just left. Well, obviously not, because you're talking about somebody to replace Kawhi Leonard. That's like, you know, once-in-a-lifetime kind of talent, you know, both on offensively and defensively. But like what you said, they got almost everybody back on that roster again. So – yeah, they're missing their best player, but this is a team that won the like. This is the the first team that won the finals that didn't have any like lottery picks. So they're they don't I don't know like 
they're they don't really need a superstar, but obviously, you know, losing Kawhi, they're definitely not going to become any uh, NBA contenders yet. Do you guys have anybody else who sticks out to you as maybe an overrated player just in the grand scheme of things in the NBA? Um, that's a good question. Yeah. Um, I'll give you guys a little bit of time because I have another person, I guess. Um, Carl Anthony Towns. I like him a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For, yeah he, he's overrated a little bit. I like him a lot. I liked him a lot when he came out of college, but he hasn't done anything with that team to prove to me that he is an absolute superstar. I think if they would have gotten D'Angelo Russell and had him, Wiggins, and um, Russell on the same squad, it could have been something different. But now you're going back into the season having Wiggins and Towns, and the West got better. Aside from the Warriors losing KD, they still have three great shooters, and that's counting Clay because at some point he will be back. And they still have Draymond Green and one of the best coaches in basketball. So they're still going to be a good team. You have the Lakers. You have the Rockets, Pelicans. I could keep rattling teams off. But the fact is they're not going to be anything. And Town sticks out to me as a guy like Kawhi who could be on the trade market because he's talented, but he's heavily overrated because he hasn't really done anything to prove that he is a superstar and to get the recognition that he has. So do you guys have anybody that sticks out to you now? I mean, I'm thinking Russell Westbrook, but like that's just me like, just like trying to think of somebody that yeah. I know has been receiving some hate and also doesn't mix well with other players. Like what we said in, uh, a couple of minutes ago is him and Harden going to mix together. Like when they're on OKC, Harden like came off the bench and it was able to mix well enough to go to the finals, but not to win anything. And you know they traded they traded uh, Harden away to the Rockets, and then he developed into an MVP player. So it's who knows? Time will tell how the Rockets will do with Westbrook and Harden. All right, Adam, who do you have that sticks out to you as an overrated player? Well, I wouldn't say he's overrated because he's an excellent player, and we all know him because of this. But Ben Simmons needs to get a jump shot. If he developed, if he developed a jump shot or a three point shot or a shot well from out of the paint, I mean that guy will be an MVP candidate because you can see the numbers he's putting up without shooting anything, and it's just unbelievable. But if he shoots, I really think that he can be a very – I agree a, there MVP because candidate. Ben Simmons – I think it's something in Philly because I think Joel Embiid's a better shooter than Ben Simmons and probably Markel Fultz was because yeah. Simmons makes – I think the problem there is they have so many big men. You have Tobias Harris, you have Ben Simmons, and you have Joel Embiid. None of them are dominant three-point shooters like J.J. Redick was who they had, and they don't have anybody who sticks out to me. And now they have Al Horford too. They have big men. Am I wrong there? Did I, am I forgetting something? Al Horford went to the Sixers, right? Yeah, no, he, All right. Al Horford's a great, yeah. like, yeah. Like, he doesn't, like, put up the stats, but he he makes, I think the 76ers are a big threat this year. That's what I mean. They have a ton of talent, but it's they don't have the shooter. 
And this is the year that Ben Simmons needs to develop a shooter or a jump shot because he doesn't have one. And all he does is shoot bricks, they say, in practice because he's never shot a three in a game. He hasn't – there's no – I I don't know how to word it. You can't be a guard and not shoot a three. And I completely agree. Ben Simmons is like a pass-first kind of guard. You know, he's yeah, rather... but all he does is stand in the way of Embiid and Harris and Horford now. I I just think he makes the Sixers more difficult to understand. I don't know how to word that right without saying he makes the Sixers worse because he doesn't. He just makes the Sixers more confusing to kind of get a hold of. So you're saying if, say, the 76ers traded for, like, Chris Paul and, you know, they gave away Ben Simmons – would you say they'd go farther in the playoffs and maybe make a finals run? I absolutely not. Finals run. I think it would make things different. I don't. I think it would make the team easier. I just think if they got if they got a younger pass first and like Simmons, but be also be able to have a jump shot of some resemblance and kind of be more of an offensive threat, then they would have a little more success but I think Simmons is a lot better than Chris Paul is it's just a matter of they needed someone who can shoot the ball and they don't really have anybody who's a phenomenal shooter right now so with that said I have one last question and it's kind of a weird question what is a sport a sport general anything you can think of that you think is underappreciated Do either of you want to start us off? Brandon, you can go first. Brandon? I'll start, I guess. Um, I think tennis, honestly. Just because... Wait, what was the... What is this... <laughs> what is the sport <laughs> yeah. that you think is underappreciated? That's- just the general sport that you think is underappreciated. You can actually start us off, and then I'll go back to my tennis thing. Oh. I mean, I, yeah, I, I agree with the tennis. Tennis, just because they're insane but, athletes, I think. They also are wearing short okay, shorts. Okay, but you have to – they have to sprint for – there's <laughs> matches that have gone to, like, six hours and five hours. That's six to five hours straight of sprinting back and forth across the court. It's – they get breaks. Okay, but that's still a lot <laughs> of running for six or five to six hours. That's a lot of work, and they do it at least once every couple days. That's a lot of – you have to be in very good shape to do that, and it takes a toll on your body too. But what is your underappreciated sport since you're taking shots at mine? Oh. Oh. <laughs> Definitely not golf. Wow. <laughs> yeah, sorry, taking another shot at one of your sports. Um, yeah, but there is golf. There is golf players like that Brooks are Gepka. built as hell. Yeah. Okay. Look at Brooks. Gepka. That guy does more that training than built. he does golfing. Guess what? I'm not saying what. Don't care. Don't oh care. My God. Adam, what's your underappreciated <laughs> sport? Gonna have to rugby. give it to rugby, yeah. bro. 
Because they get tackled and they don't got pads on, bro. That's that's, that's on hurts. They all definitely have CTE. What? Do you not know what CTE is? Huh? That's they don't what I mean. have CTE helmets. Is the head injuries that football players get. So the, imagine that times ten, and that's what rugby players get. Exactly. Anyway, so Brandon, do you have underappreciated? Um, tennis. Alrighty. <laughs> do you guys have any last things you guys want to say before we wrap up this episode of Ambitious? Yes, I got. I got something to PG, say. PG. I'm gonna keep it Kawhi because I got a question for Kawhi. You think he's gonna get his number retired and they're uh, up in the Raptors yes, stadium? Yes, he's the only good player the uh-huh. Raptors ever got. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. are you gonna talk about uh-huh. Vince Carter? What'd you say? Are you gonna talk about Vince Carter? Did Vince Carter get the Raptors a ring? No. Exactly. So Kawhi's number should get retired. But you also got to remember Vince didn't play the best supporting cast. Neither did Kawhi. He also played. He also what are you talking about? about? Get Kyle, Kyle Lowry. Hey, wait, what? They have good depth and Kyle Lowry. But with that set, there's... And Pascal Siakam, didn't he win the most important player of the year? Yes, sir. Okay, they had a decent cast, but they didn't have a cast as good as the Warriors, a cast as good as some of the other teams. But... He, Kawhi still did a lot of the heavy lifting on that team throughout the season, and I think he's deserving of getting his number retired. Name me one player Vince Carter played with. I thought you going to say, like, a 42-year-old Del Curry. Yeah, that was who I was going to say. <laughs> wow. You can't think of anybody else that he played with? Okay. So... Don't say Tracy McGrady. Don't say Tracy McGrady either. Okay. <laughs> He left, he left like early 2000s before Vince was in his prime. All right, Vince deserves it too, but. Damn right he does. He's still playing too, old ass. Adam, <laughs> do you have any last things you would like to say before we close out this episode of Ambitious? Um, I kind of forgot what I was going to say before, so I think we're good. All right. So with that said. We going to ask- With that said, I want to. Going to Applebee's, I bro. want to thank Applebee's for sponsoring this episode. Anyways, I want to thank Brandon and Adam for coming on this week's episode of Invisible. Are we going? Oh. We going next Saturday? Anyways, I'll finish this episode of Ambitious. Bro, answer the question. We can make plans after this episode. I'm, of Ambitious. I'm, I'm Adam uh, never mind. Thank you, Brandon and Adam, for coming on Ambitious. In all seriousness, it was a lot of fun. Thank you guys for coming on. If you want to hear any of our episodes go on Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, Stitcher, etc. Thank you to or thank you for listening to this episode and have a good one. Yeah, I'll be back on for sure. Now let me hear about how I can rent a tux. <laughs> Thanks for coming on. Yo. <laughs>